You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 239. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to another episode of Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm your host, Christina Cantors, speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I'm all about helping high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. I want to give a big shout out to all of my awesome members in the C-Method Academy, my monthly membership program. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that we launched back in October. Really, really exciting. And it's so amazing to see such fabulous results already from the members. We've got people going to networking events and introducing themselves in a way they've in a way that they've never done before. Um, We've got some members who have the courage to speak up at work and they're seeing great engagement there from their colleagues. Um, We've had a couple of members be asked to speak at, at conferences, which has been amazing. And also one of our members reached out to some potential mentors, which she previously didn't have the courage to do. So it's been awesome seeing, you know, what everyone's already been doing. I'm so proud, so proud of you all. Now, if you want to learn more about the Academy, you can join the wait list um, at thecmethod.com slash join. Um, I will send you a webinar replay that I did about how to be more assertive. And you'll also be no- uh, the first to be notified when membership reopens in 2020. All right, let's get into today's podcast. Now, I want to share with you a concept that has come up quite a lot in the conversations I've been having recently. And it's not so much to do with your outward communication, but it has a lot to do with your internal communication, and that is your your self-awareness as well as your work. Now, we spend a lot of time at work, right? And I know that many of you listening are working professionals, or maybe you run your own business, and you're listening to this podcast because you want to improve yourself at work, right? Now, this has been coming up for me a lot recently because, well, look, I'm 33, 33 years old, and many of my friends are the same age or they're, you know, mid to late 30s um, and mid uh, early to mid 40s as well. So they've generally been in the workplace for at least a decade and they're successful, they've worked their way up, they're getting paid well, um, they're well respected in the workplace, you know, so they're, they're doing really well in their career. But I'm noticing that many many of my friends are feeling unfulfilled or they're feeling really, really stressed um, to the point where they might even be burning out. Um, Some of my friends have, you know, they've they've moved to a new company, but it's still the same. And there's still this, this unsatisfaction feeling going on. And they think to themselves, I should be happy. You know, I've got a great job. It pays well. People respect me. I get to work on great projects, but something is missing. So I want to know, have you ever felt this way or are you feeling this way at the moment? Now, I'm guessing that you are very good at what you do, right? You're always looking to improve yourself and be the best person you can be in the workplace. You want to be excellent in your role. But how often do you think and think deeply about the actual work that you're doing? How much does it align with you? Does it bring you joy? And do you notice some aspects of your work that when you do them, you just love and there are other aspects that are just unfulfilling? 
So this is the conversation I wanted to bring to the podcast this week. And you're going to discover a way to uncover and do more of that work that truly resonates with you and brings you joy. And this is so important. You know, this may not be completely related to, you know, communication skills, but it is so, so important for your overall happiness and fulfillment, not just at work, but but in life. And the concept that I'm going to discuss today is called the zone of genius. Now, I was being coached by the wonderful Cliff Ravenscraft a couple of months ago, and he recommended that I read um, a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Now, I loved this book so much, I read through it twice. And this is where I first was introduced to the concept of the zone of genius. So in the book, Hendricks um, introduces us to four zones, actually. So there's, in, with work, there are four zones in which we operate. The first is the zone of incompetence. Now, you can guess what this is, right? Um, this is something that you just suck at. You completely suck at and many people can do it better than you. So for me, it would be, for example, coding or building a website. I've tried and I know that I'm terrible at it and I hate doing it and it's really stressful for me and I would rather just throw money at someone to do it for me. So that's your zone of incompetence. Your zone of, next is your zone of competence, your zone of competence. So this is something that you are, you know, you're right at it, um, but others, others do a lot better than you. Um, you know, no one's paying you to do this thing, um, but you know, you, you can, you can do it. So for me, it would be like graphic design, for example, like I can do graphic design if I want to, I can put together a nice looking image, but I don't really want to, I'm not great at it, but I can get by. Same with, um, spreadsheets. <laughs> so I can, I've learned how to read a spreadsheet and put one together and I can even do simple formulas, you know, and that, 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 that's fine. That works for me. Um, I can do it, but I'm definitely not great at it. So that's your zone of competence. So those two are pretty easy to distinguish. Next is your zone of excellence. Now, Hendrix describes your zone of excellence as being something that it's a job or a task in which you can function so well that you can get great results from it without stretching yourself too much. So this is something you're really good at. Other people pay you well for it. They see your value. Maybe you've been doing it for such a long time. It doesn't really, it's not that hard anymore. You can do it with your eyes closed. You know, you're really, really good at it. For me, I would say podcasting is my zone of excellence and helping other people set up their podcasts. I've been doing podcasting now since 2013 and I can now, I'm at the point where I can sit down, let's say it's Wednesday, so it is Wednesday today. Today I released the podcast. I'm literally recording this. I planned and recorded and I'm going to release this podcast today, probably within two hours. So I'm at the point now with my podcast where I can create an episode in two hours flat and release it. I really, I don't have to strain my brain too much to think about it because it I've done it for so long, it comes naturally to me. And helping other people set up podcasts is easy for me. They say, what do I need to do? I say, here's what you do. Bang, bang, bang. What should I do here? Easy. Bang, bang, bang. What comes next? Easy. Bang, bang, bang. So for me, I can. it's something I can operate in very, very easily. So have a think now, what is your zone of excellence? 
What is it that you do really, really well that you might get paid really well for, others see the value, and you don't really need to stretch yourself too much. So that's our zone of excellence. The next zone is the zone of genius, which is the main uh, the name of this episode. I'm basing it around this, your zone of genius. Now this, as Hendricks writes in his book, this is the work that doesn't feel like work right? You are in flow. So when you're doing this work, you feel fulfilled and you feel happy and you are so good at it. You're like one of the best, right? You're so good at that other people, when they see you do it, they just stare at you in awe. They're like, how do you, how do you even do, how do you do that? I don't, I don't understand. How do you do that? <laughs> and, and they don't understand why you love it so much. So this is, this is the work that you feel like you were made to do. And Hendricks writes that this is the zone that we're aiming for. This is what you want to be doing in your work. Now, the problem is, is that most people get stuck in their zone of excellence. And I'll tell you why it's not a good thing to be stuck in your zone of excellence. The thing with your zone of excellence is that even though you're really good at it, it's unsatisfying. It can feel like the same thing over and over again, and you don't get that same level of satisfaction and fulfillment from it. It's kind of like you're just going through the motions, just getting it done. Now, the problem is, is that when we're really good at something and we keep, we keep doing it, you, you know, we might've worked our way up in the corporate world. We're getting really paid really well for it. And we think to ourselves, you know, I'm doing what I'm really good at yet it's not fulfilling for us. But the problem is it's hard to leave because we have been doing it for so long. It feels like it's part of us. It's part of our identity, right? As I am a, this is what I do. That becomes part of our identity. And the thought of leaving that can be quite scary. Um, your zone of excellence might be something that you studied at um, architect. Uh, architecture at school. I'm thinking architecture because that's what I studied. You know, I, I studied architecture and then purely because it appealed to me at the time when I was 18 and I did six, a six year degree and then went into the architecture industry, got a job, worked there for a number of years, got qualified as an architect. So that was my zone of excellence purely from one decision I made when I was 18, but it definitely was not my zone of genius. Now, you may have, if you think I'm in my zone of excellence, maybe you're doing what you studied and you've gone on now your 5, 10, 15, maybe 20 years into your career doing something you're excellent at, but it may not be the work that brings you joy. So what Hendricks writes is that the more we can, firstly, we need to be aware of if we're living in our zone of excellence. And we need to then start to well, discover what our zone of genius is and make more of an effort to live more in that zone of genius. And what this means for you is I would love for you to start exploring what your zone of genius is. And if you are starting to feel unfulfilled or that your work isn't quite satisfying you anymore, um, maybe it never did, I don't know. How can you then start to move away from that and move into your zone of genius? Before we get into the how, let's take a quick break. Hi, Rockstar. Want to let you know 
that applications for my February group coaching program are now open. This program is for high-performing professionals and leaders of any gender. This used to be a women's only program, but now I'm opening it up to any gender. It's for people who want to dramatically increase their influence, their impact and confidence at work. Over 10 weeks, you'll learn how to manage your fears and anxiety, be more assertive, be an influential leader, build your confidence with public speaking, articulate yourself and your ideas clearly, and importantly, to feel good about the success you create. This training is conducted online, so it can be done from anywhere. Now, we already have three spots filled. This is a small group. It's maximum six people. So I am looking for three more people to join the group. So if you're keen, if that sounds good to you, book in a discovery call with me and we'll explore if the program is a good fit for you and your goals. Go to thecmethod.com slash group coaching to book in a call. That's thecmethod.com slash group coaching. Link is also in the description of this podcast in your app. Okay, let's get back to the show. So let's talk about how do we find our zone of genius? How do we know? And you might be listening to this going, oh, I already know. But if you don't, that's totally fine. Um, Gay Hendricks in the book has a series of questions that he asks or that you can ask yourself in order to find what your zone of genius is. There's four questions. The first question is, what do I most love to do? And this, and he says you can do it for long stretches of time without getting tired or bored. So what do you most love to do? And when I thought about this, I thought I love speaking, speaking to a group, whether it's a small group in a workshop setting, whether it's to a large group um, at, a, at a conference, it's, it's, it's speaking, right? I could do it for long periods of time. Don't get bored. The second question is, what work do I do that doesn't seem like work? And I love this question. You know, in these questions, we're asking you to go into some self-discovery here. So I want you to approach these questions with a sense of wonderment. Okay, this isn't like an exam where it's like question, answer, question, answer. I want you to really think about and explore these questions. And it might take some time for this to come to you. And something that I've realized, so using um, myself as an, as an example, when I MC events, that does not feel like work to me because the way I see it, it's my job to get everyone in the audience excited and having fun and making the speakers look good. And to me, I'm like, I can't believe people are paying me to do this. Like, this is so much fun. <laughs> Like, are you, like you're paying me to stand up in front of an audience and introduce other people, make them look good and get people clapping and having fun. That's amazing. So if you have a task like that or some sort of work like that where you think, I can't believe someone would pay me to do this, that is a clue that it has something to do with your zone of genius. The third question, so those are the first two, what do I most love to do and what work do I do that doesn't seem like work? And the third question is, in my work, what produces the highest ratio of abundance and satisfaction to amount of time spent? I'll say that again. In my work, what produces the highest ratio of abundance and satisfaction to amount of time spent? So this means even if you're, you're only doing it for a few minutes, it can lead to an idea or a connection that produces big results. So for me, I find that 
you know, even speaking for a short period of time, even if I'm um, speaking or coaching someone for, for five minutes, that, that in itself can create huge amounts of value. So that is a great question to ask as well. Um, and the fourth question is, what is my unique ability? Now, this is your special skill, which provides big benefits to both yourself and to your company. So what is your unique ability? What do you do that's really, really special? And before you go, oh, Christina, nothing. I don't have anything special. I, don't, I want you to eliminate those thoughts, right? Because we all have something unique. You know, I was talking to my friend the other day about this and um, she's taking a break from work at the moment and her, something that she's always been is a project manager. So she, um, like managing construction projects and that has been her zone of excellence. And I was talking to her about this and she goes, oh my God, Christina, project management is my zone of excellence. She said, I'm really good at it and my company, you know, pays me well to do it. She goes, but I don't actually like it. I said to her, what do you really like? So I asked her some of those, those um, genius questions. I said, what are you really, really good at and you love doing? And she said, oh, this is going to sound really stupid. <laughs> I said, it's not going to sound stupid. I just want you to tell me what is the thing you love. And she goes, Christina, I'm really, really good at organizing stuff. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, for example, if you've got a kitchen pantry and there's just stuff everywhere, like jars and tins and packets, she goes, I can see how it could all fit together and how, you know, um, that cupboard could be organized to be, you know, much more user-friendly. And as she, and as she uh, spoke about this, her eyes just lit up and I was like, that's an amazing ability. She goes, she goes, no, it's not. She goes, it's just, it's just organizing. I said, yeah, but what does your husband think? And she goes, oh, he has no idea. He doesn't know how I do it. He gets overwhelmed. She said, he looks at an untidy pantry or, you know, an untidy um, room or something like that. And she said, he just gets really overwhelmed. She goes, but I can just make those connections. I said, what else does this relate to? She said, oh, I could do it with processes. You know, I can do it with documents on a computer. If things are all out of order, I can just see how things connect and work together. It just becomes clear in my mind. I said, that's your zone of genius. And she said, yeah, but no one's going to pay me for that. And I was like, are you kidding me? I went home and I told my mom and my mom said, oh, could she organize my photos? I would totally, pay. well, she didn't say totally, but she, <laughs> she said, I would pay her to organize my photos. And when I told my friend, she was like, what? So anyway, my point here is that your unique ability and your zone of excellence may not seem special to you because it's obvious to you. It's, it's, it's natural, right? You, you're so good at it, you, you, you don't see the value because you're like, eh, I just do this. Pff, it's easy, right? Just like my friend, organizing stuff, pff, easy. But, why, but who would pay for that? <laughs> I said, do you know Marie Kondo who has – who has created an empire out of helping people to organize their houses and fold clothes. Like that is her thing. So her zone of genius is, is organized. Uh, Marie Kondo, um, if you haven't read her book, The the Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, it's one of my favorite books. She has her own Netflix show. Her zone of genius is knowing how to organize things and to 
um, fold clothes and make them all fit together. That's her zone of genius and she's turned that into a global empire and phenomenon. So as you explore your zone of genius, please don't discount your unique ability or go, oh, but who would pay for that? Or, oh, that's, but that's not special because it's going to be amazing to other people, right? Just because, you know, it's, it's obvious to you, but it's going to be amazing to others. Now, you'll know as you do these explorations, you'll know that you're getting closer when you start to feel that an inner glow of wonder and excitement. So as you start to explore and go, oh, maybe it's this, if you start to light up and get really excited and feel this wonder or this warmth inside of you, that's a clue that you're getting closer. I was catching up with my friend Andy Reid the other day and we were talking about, you know, businesses and when I was telling him about the C method, he said, Christina, I can just tell that your face just lit up as soon as you started talking about the C method, you know, and, you know, I will share with you here. um, I've had a couple of offers over the years um, from other leadership and personal development companies who wanted to um, not buy my company, but to sort of absorb my company under their umbrella. So to operate under their umbrella. And as soon as those offers have come up and look, that type of opportunity can provide a lot of stability and opportunity um, for for growth. But as soon as those opportunities were presented to me, my immediate response was, hell no, hell no. In fact, there's no amount of money you could give me that would make me give you the C method or, or stop me from doing what I'm doing. And this is something that I've thought about. If if you just handed me $100 million and said, Christina, you never have to work again, I would still do the C method. I would still want to speak to people. I would still want to um, teach people how to communicate better and help people to fulfill their potential and become the best that they can be. I would still do that, right? Absolutely, 100%. And having that feeling, that, that demonstrates to me that, you know, this is my zone of genius. And and I'm very grateful to be um, to be here and to have discovered it. Now, podcasts, on the other hand, right, because I also run another company called Podcast Services Australia. We help businesses set up their own podcasts and we train people how to create their own podcasts. I cannot picture myself doing that forever. If you gave me $100 million and said, Christina, you never have to set up podcasts for people again, I would say, awesome, fantastic, let's do this. So that is very clearly my zone of excellence. Now, I'm not saying that I hate setting up podcasts for people because, you know, it's, it's what I do. It's what I'm good at. I definitely don't hate it. But what I'm, but having had this realization, um, I am now working with Aaron, my husband, who is also my business partner, to move myself into parts of the business that are my zone of genius and to hand over the other parts um, to him and to our assistant and to um, other contractors, right, to other members of our team. So that's what, what we're looking to do because I, I came to the realisation that I can't be my best and do my genius work with the C method if I'm also really busy with the podcast business, right? I have to prioritise what my zone of genius is. So, oh, that was a bit of a tangent, wasn't it? 
anyway, I hope that gives you know gives you a, a demonstration as to what you know what what you might find. So, some ways if you're thinking, oh, but I don't know how I don't know where to start. How do I do this? So apart from asking yourself those questions, something some things that you can start to do is to spend more time with yourself and create some space for yourself to to think and explore. Um, I recommend listening to the episode I did with Samantha Saki, which was about developing self-awareness. That was a beautiful episode. Um, and also something you can do is do the activities, um, do more activities where you are in flow. So maybe that is dancing, painting, um, creating music, knitting, writing, whatever it is. Those activities that bring you joy do more of those because they, you know, they might be your zone of genius activities and will help you get closer to discovering what your zone of genius is around work. Now, of course, this isn't um, the reason why I, I suggest that you go and explore is that this is not something you just decide in a moment. Um, and I'm not expecting you at all to discover this in from listening to this one podcast. I simply want to plant this seed to get you thinking. So I highly recommend that you read the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, and I'll link it up in the show notes as well. Um, definitely read it. Even if you are really enjoying your work, still read it because what it'll do is it'll help you to even doing more of the work that you love and being more aware. And this will help you when you make decisions as well. So for example, if you get an opportunity to to do for, for a new role or for a different project or whatever it is, if you know what your zone of genius is, you can use that to then analyze that opportunity and go, okay, does this work with my zone of genius? Will it help me move more into that? Or is it taking me away from that? Right? So it's all really awesome, juicy, fulfilling stuff to start exploring. Now, if you're thinking, if you've, if you're thinking, oh, my whole career is in my zone of excellence. I'm not doing anything in my zone of genius, but I can't just up and leave my career. You know, well, this is something, you know, this might be a scary discovery for you. And, um, you know, if you talk about leaving a career, I mean, I ask, why not? What's the worst that could happen? Are your fears real? You know, maybe you can have a chat to a career coach and, you know, you may find a sideways move isn't as detrimental as you may think. I remember interviewing a career coach on this podcast, maybe it was Rob Cugno, and he was saying that a lot of people think that changing careers, um, they'll have to take a huge pay cut, but that's only the case in a very small percentage of of, um, people. So, you know, you may not find that it's as scary. Um, or something else you can do is start to explore how can you take your existing career or your role and maybe shape that towards doing more of what you love. Is that something you can do? Can you leave some projects behind or types of work? Can you? Is it in your control to start creating more of that genius work that you love to do? Anyway, I think explore and discover is are the key words for this episode. And I really hope that this is something that, you know, has resonated with you and and has got you thinking. Show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com slash 239. I will link up to the book there. 
And also before I leave you, a reminder that if you want to take your career to the next level, have more influence and impact, and you would love to work with me in a small group setting, you can apply for the group coaching program at thecmethod.com slash group coaching. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me today, Rockstar. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>